We are joined on the phone today by musician Albert Bouchard. He is best known as the drummer for Blue Oyster Cult, but he's also got a new album out here. It's called Reimaginos, and he'll be playing that in its entirety coming up on a live stream on Saturday, April 10th. Albert, how's it going today? Great. Thank you so much for your time. No problem. Well, first of all, you've uh, got a new album out here, Reimaginos. Can you tell the, the listeners a bit about it? What are the fans in store for? Okay, so this is actually a reimagining of a Blue Oyster Cult record from uh, 1988, the last record they made on uh, on Columbia Records. So, um, and that record originally started out as my solo record, but then the record company we took so long to do it; it's our own fault. But the, by the time the record was finished, the people who would sign me. weren't working there anymore so it was a whole new crew and they were not interested in album oriented rock they just wanted singles so and this did not fit into that category i mean if if blue whiskey cult ever did you know uh i mean we had our singles were sort of accidents (laughs) we weren't (laughs) trying to have a single but uh they put it out they cut it down from a double record to a single record and made us take off uh, some of the songs, uh, which, you know, sort of messed up the story because it is a concept record that tells a more or less continuous story that uh, all takes place in the 19th century. So uh, last year, not last year, in 2019, I started thinking, oh, maybe I should, maybe I should redo, you know, just do it myself over again because one of the things that bothered me was that we i could i had never played most of the songs live you know there was only you know maybe three songs were played live ever by anybody so i was really uh thinking what if i recorded the whole album and played it live that would be great so i had to make a record that you know did not involve you know that i could go into a club with just my guitar and nobody, just myself, and go and play the entire record. So that was my idea, and uh, you know, I did it in uh, early uh, 2020. Uh, I started it before the pandemic, and of course, then once I started really getting into it, everything was shut down. So I, most of the musicians uh, contributed uh, via uh, the internet. You know, but, uh, but, uh, you know, the fans seem to really like it, you know, and I restored it to the, uh, the original, uh, uh, length and put back the songs. I put them in a, a more of an order that, uh, you know, flows with the story and, uh, you know, now the deco, my record company is talking about making a comic book and, you know, which would be, you know, my predecessor to a, a movie or a, or a, a, a play or a musical or something. Yeah. So who knows? The sky's the limit. <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. It's great. You were able to go yeah. back and, and revisit it. I mean, cause as you mentioned, I didn't realize how much, uh, weirdness, I guess, was surrounding the circumstances until I got into it with, with the original album, but it's great that you were able to get back there and, and do it the way that you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And the other, the other thing is that, you know, uh, this, this record was uh, conceived by Sandy Perlman, my manager and friend and, and, uh, and producer. So, and songwriting 
partner, you know, uh, I think I probably wrote the first song anybody ever wrote with Sandy. You know, he's done other songs with other people, but I was the first. And when it came out the way it came out, you know, Sandy was disappointed. We were both disappointed. We were mad. I was mad at Sandy. He was mad at me. It was like, it was just like, ah, this was, <laughs> it was supposed to be great. And it, and it turned into like this crazy thing with everybody mad about it, you know, except for Blue Oyster Cult. They were like, you know, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we helped you out, Al. <laughs> Don't, <laughs> you know. You can thank us later. Yeah. <laughs> but so, and which, you know, now, of course, I do. But when Sandy was in the hospital, you know, before he passed away, I went to visit him and I promised him that I would do this. And of course, that was five years ago. And uh, I couldn't do it right away. It was like I had, well, one, one thing is that I was on tour with Blue Oyster Cult at the time. They had, they had brought me back because it was the anniversary sure. of the um, release of uh, Agents of Fortune, our big, our biggest selling record. So they wanted me to come back with them and play the song, you know, all of those songs. So that's what I did. So I wasn't really prepared to to do what I said I would do to Sam, you know, for Sandy. But I also thought that I didn't realize he was gonna he was gonna expire. I thought that he was he would. Uh, he would be around to help me out with it, you know, but, uh, then he wasn't. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about like taking the reins. You know, he's always been my partner on this. And then after a while I said, yeah, well, who, if I don't do it, who was going to do it? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I talked myself into it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It's a, definitely a great tribute. And, you know, as you mentioned, it's been out for a little while and, it's back on the yeah. charts, even. You got some great reviews, and everyone seems to be really into it. And yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm working on a follow up now because that was the other thing that I told him is uh, because he had writ we had written some songs for the for Imaginos Two, Bombs Over Germany, which was going to include some of the songs from Secret Treaties, you know, like uh, ME Two Sixty Two or or from Tyranny, like uh, Seven Screen Disbusters. Those songs were all was supposed to be on the follow-up. And, but there was other songs that we wrote, too. And there was one that we never finished. And I was like, you got to help me finish this, you know. And of course, uh, yeah, I, I had to finish it myself. But, uh, you know, it was weird. I had an interview, uh, let's see, last week, I guess, last Friday or something. And it was with a, a, a psychic. And the psychic had, like, you know, it was like, playing the part of Sandy Perlman. It was so bizarre. Wow. It was, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, and I, you know, I always go by those stores that say, you know, psychic, you know, and I go, who would go into that? That's such a bunch of bunk, you know, they just tell you what you want to hear <laughs> and all of that. And, uh, or, you know, they, you know, they're good actors or whatever. I didn't know, you know, I was skeptical. Sure. So during this whole interview, which was 90 minutes, I was skeptical. And then, and then after it's over, I, I was like, wait a minute, I feel great. I feel like I really talked to him, you know, to Sandy Perlman. It was really weird. It was, it was, uh, so now I understand why people go, even if you don't believe it works. <laughs> At least I didn't believe. Sure. You know, yeah. I still don't believe, but I, it, it works for whatever reason. I'm not sure why, but it definitely works. 
Well, it's great uh, that everything worked yeah. out the way it did. And I know you've got yeah. uh, a live stream coming up. You're playing the album in its entirety here coming up on April 10th. And you're going to do some For classic the first time uh, ever. Yeah. yeah classic songs in there. And uh, it's going to be a great time. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. Right. We had a, we had a zoom meeting yesterday with the production team to advance, you know, with the, the camera guys and the lighting and the, the audio you know, figuring out all the frame rates and all this other stuff, you know, all this technical stuff. So, and I was just, well, I want to do it like this. And I, I have, uh, uh, three guitars that I'm going to be switching off between and all this other stuff. So, you know, guitar tech, you know, so, uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be great. I think it's, uh, you know, I've done some others, but they're just from my living room and totally casual, you know, it's not, uh, this is like a production. This is going to be like a live show. Sure. So, yeah. Well, again, that's uh, coming up on Saturday, April 10th from uh, Two Track yep. Studios at 3 o'clock Central Time. I know you can get your tickets online. You've got autographed yep. albums, drumsticks, all kinds of stuff available up there. Yep, yep. The, the Deco Entertainment is the uh, record company, and you can get you can get all of that stuff from them. Uh there's also if you if you have all, all the Albert Bouchard stuff that you ever want and you just want to get a ticket, you can go to my website, which is albertbouchard.net, and there is a direct link to the box office. Awesome. Well, Albert, I know your music over the years has been a huge influence on, you know, on so many musicians and bands who came up after you, and and also I think because your music being used in movies and TV shows. Blue Oyster Cult uh, just kind of makes people think of that whole time period in general. That's got to be pretty cool for you to sit back and, and kind of look at the influence that you've had over the years. Yeah, well, you know, it's kind of funny because when you hear uh, uh, a lot of the music that was popular back then, it sounds pretty dated. But that song sounds like it could, you know, it doesn't, it transcends uh the time period, I think it really sounds uh, quite uh, contemporary. I mean, yeah, not, I mean, contemporary in kind of uh, the real music kind of thing, not the hyper pop and all sure. of this crazy stuff, you know, or the dubstep, you know, uh, which I, <laughs> I like that kind of stuff, but uh, I have a feeling that in 10 years, that's going to sound really dated. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of younger people, I think they were probably, first introduced to you through um you know saturday night live probably that that cowbell sketch yeah. i wanted to ask your thoughts yeah. on you know when you first saw that yeah. and you know what you were thinking uh, at the time when when you were recording that song and adding the cowbell on there yeah you know i i didn't see the the skit right away it was uh but i did see it a few days later you know they rebroadcast it and i was like and i by then i knew about it and i knew to to look because they were like oh my god this is so funny it's really great and i i agree i think it's a it's it's sort of like the song itself it never gets old <laughs> <laughs> you can why i've i've never seen it where i have not laughed and sometimes it things that i never noticed you know like uh how um jimmy fallon is is cracking up the whole time <laughs> you know he can he can barely get his lines out <laughs> yeah it seems like uh 
that uh, sketch almost uh, kind of ruined uh, the cowbell for anyone for any other drummers maybe that might want to use it afterwards <laughs> the the best thing about it is that we were trying for years to get lauren michaels to let us play his show and uh then they did that and you know and i'm like so how many times do you go back and look at somebody's musical appearance on Saturday Night Live. Maybe, maybe Dave Grohl. I don't know, you know, but you go back and you see those comedy bits and that's one of the top tens. So, uh, yeah, we got the last laugh. (laughs) (laughs) I saw you were back uh, again with the guys from Blue Oyster Cult on the last album. How's your relationship with them now? Are are you guys? uh... Oh, great. Like I say, I'm working on a follow-up to this imaginos thing and they're all on it and they're all doing vocals so okay. yeah yeah it, i know you guys yeah. went through a lot back in the day but it kind of seems like time heals all that stuff and you know people yeah. kind of remember the good times after absolutely. a while absolutely absolutely you know you don't you know when you're in the moment you don't see the humor or you don't see the other guy's side or whatever but you know over time you understand you know where they were coming from and where I was coming from and, and how we, you know, and, uh, you know, and then the whole thing with the Imaginos thing, you know, and I, I didn't appreciate what they did for me there, but, uh, at that moment, but over time I realized, Oh yeah, they realized actually did me a great favor because it looked like it was not even ever going to come out unless they agreed to, to put it out as a BOC record. So that for that, I am grateful. You know, and they did the best job they could. They really did. They, you know, they tried to make it, you know, sound like a real Blue Oyster Cult record. And when they were overdubbing their voices on there, they they did a great job. I mean, I I listened to their their versions a lot to you know before I did mine, and said, oh look at that little twist that Don does there. That's really great. Or oh, I see how Eric held that note out so long. Oh, that's you know, or he changed a, a, a note here or there to make it flow better, to, to sing easier, you know. And I, so I'm like, oh, so that was good, you know, really good. And, and but even before that, you know, when uh, we got back together in 2012 for the for, uh, the 50th reunion, I think, or I don't know what it was. Some It was some anniversary of something. I think the, the release of our first record and... Uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be 50 years. Wow. 50 years in the beginning. <laughs> so uh, that was a great, great thing where we played and, and we, we, I hung around with them and had a good time. And then, you know, a few years later, you know, I, they took me on tour in 2016 and I got to spend a few weeks with them. And that was really great. You know, it was, almost, it was just like old times. Yeah. You know, we had, you know, being goofy and all of that stuff and, reminiscing about all the crazy things we did <laughs> you know it was, it was great it was great it's like you know being like you know like old friends like we really were and still are yeah that's excellent and of course we mentioned all the the influence and you know the hit singles and everything you guys have gone through and and still blue oyster cult is not uh, in the rock and roll hall of fame what are your thoughts on that does that mean anything to you or does that bother no. you at all no nah. no nah. i mean there are so many great acts that are not in there and uh, you know, it's just, that's how it is. I'm, I don't feel offended at all. It's like just how it is, you know, 
that I, you know, I mean, I get, I get mad that other people aren't in there, you know, that, that should be, sure. you know, I mean, I'm not sure I, I, I haven't even really paid attention the past year because I'm just on my own trip now. So, you know, it's like, whatever they do, it's fine. I, I love the museum, by the way, uh, in Cleveland, that's a fantastic place to visit. Just really great. I'm glad it's there and uh, they do a great job and they're all super nice and everything. I played there a few times. So, yeah. But, uh, as far as being in the, the hall, I don't know, whatever, you know, let them, let them decide. I, it's not up to me. You know, I know Dennis Dunaway is in there and he, he votes for me every time. And, you know, my buddy David Frick is, you know, he votes for me every time, but they, you know, you know, we haven't even ever been nominated. So yeah. it's probably a long shot. And, and, you know, I mean, the, the, the hall of fame really does favor West coast bands. I think that's probably, part of the problem is that they they just don't like east coast artists you know is is uh vanilla fudge in there no hell no you know right is uh oh all these guys that i used to play with ufo in there definitely not no you know there's all these you know great you know great great bands great hard rocking bands that you know they'd rather put some you know you know, rappers or something, you know, it's all about, you know, how many records they sell, you know, or whatever. But, you know, is Bob Seger in there? I don't think so. I don't know. But, you know, it's, it's like I say, there's so many great artists that aren't there. It doesn't bother me. You know, I feel like uh, there's just as many great artists not in there as there's great ones. Right. <laughs> you got your own stuff going on, of course. So, I mean, I'm sure it'll happen yeah. eventually. But um, again, uh, Reimaginos is out, and you've got the uh, live stream concert coming up on April yeah. 10th. Uh, is there anything else maybe we should watch out for that's uh, in the works? Well, I uh, I am playing with the Dictators, punk rock group, the Dictators, who have reformed uh, with me as a drummer So and, wow. and, so, and co-songwriter. So, uh, yeah, so we're working on... We're working there. Andy Chernoff, who's the leader, is he's releasing a uh, a single every couple months, and he's going to do that for uh, until the fall, and then sometime early 2020, going to release a a whole record, and we're going to actually play some gigs. So that's going to be fun too. Looking awesome. forward to that. Again, Albert, thank yeah. you so much for your time. It's been an honor speaking with you, and I'm looking forward to, to the show coming up on Saturday. Great, great. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. And again, that was Albert Bouchard from Blue Oyster Cult. His new solo album, Reimaginos, is out now, and he'll be playing that in its entirety during a live stream coming up on April 10th. You can get tickets online. It's coming up 3 o'clock Central Time on Saturday, April 10th, from Two Tracks Studios. Hi, this is Albert Bouchard, and you are listening to The Five Count.
clock strikes twelve and moondrops burst out at you from their hiding place. Like acid and oil on a madman's face, reasons tend to fly away. Like lesser birds on the four winds, like silver scrapes in me. And now the sands become a crust, and most of you have gone away. Have gone away. Come, Susie dear, let's take a walk out there upon the beach. I know you'll soon be married, and you'll want to know where wind comes from. Well, it's never said at all on the map that Gary reads. Behind that clock back there, you know, at the four winds bar. Just the place to hopelessly encounter time and then came 